This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls Within. I hope you guys are having a lovely, beautiful Monday. You know, it seemed not only did the cold snap happen this weekend, but everybody else snapped this weekend. I don't know what the fuck is in the water. I don't know what the hell is going on, but it just seemed like everybody lost their goddamn mind. They have lost their damn pride, and they have lost their self-respect. But that's neither here nor there with me. Because I have my own fish to fry, and I'm not frying nobody else's fish. Um, so I hope you guys are having a lovely Monday. It's beautiful outside. Um, it's kind of warming up a little bit. But um, it's still a little cool, you know. It got 30-something degrees, girl. Uh-uh. It was 30 degrees this weekend. It was supposed to snow, but it didn't snow. So I guess it snowed in certain parts of Georgia. I'm I'm, I'm assuming North Georgia, North Georgia, but in this snow hill we where we at. But I know the grounds were wet, so you had to be real careful with traveling and 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 commuting to different places. So I hope you guys are having a nice day with all this considered, including the damn gas prices being fucking five dollars. Girl, the last time I went anywhere, the gas prices were two dollars and some cents. Now the gas prices is four dollars, and you know, like that means that you you getting the Uber is gonna cost more. You Ubering, Uber eating food costs more. All that's going to cost more because all that takes what? Gas. So we got to save up for my trip. So y'all might see me get a GoFundMe account because this year for my birthday, we're going to be West Coasting. I'm trying to go West Coasting um, because I got to go see baby day number three on my birthday because his residency is opening back up July through October. So we got to get real on here. We got to get the numbers up. We got to get the viewership up. All that, all that, all that. All right. So today, this week, we're going to be talking about superstition involving numbers. Now, all you guys don't understand and don't know this, but I've been studying numerology. I kind of stopped for a minute, right? Uh, I kind of stopped. When I got sick, I got I kind of stopped, but I'm trying to get back into the swing of things. So this morning I woke up a little early, just you know, just to get some things done, just to make sure all my ducks, my make sure my ducks was in a row and stuff like that. But I've been studying numerology, and um, I've been I've been looking at how numerology has made it look positive, the positive outlook on numbers. As for they are going to be negative outlooks on certain numbers. So we're going to talk about the negative numbers that y'all don't care for. Today we're talking about the number 13. Y'all know in numerology, your life path number, there is no 13. It's 1 plus 3 and it's a 4. So 13 equals to 4. So we're going to be talking about the number 13 today. Superstitions evolving around it. And we're going to always talk about the Friday the 13th franchise starring Jason Voorhees. So, you know, that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into that today, we got to get into the drama and the shit storm that was this weekend. Between Justice's ass and Kanye's ass, I don't know what to think at this point. Um... First and foremost, I want to get into Jesse's ass because Jesse's ass was the one that started this whole damn weekend. Okay. Your black power bull shit of it all. We're going to talk about Jesse. Okay. Um, honey. Jesse Smollett <coughs> was sentenced this weekend to 150 days in prison 
and the describe describe him the judge described him as a profoundly arrogant selfish and narcissistic um so this article is from the neighborhood talk and it was contributed by Chalet Lafleur and it says the judge sentenced Jesse to 150 days in jail and 30 months felony probation. The judge didn't hold back on Jesse, call him arrogant, selfish, and narcissistic. He said Jesse wasn't motivated by money, but for attention, which is unacceptable. Jesse still claimed his innocence, though even after being escorted out of the courtroom, his sentence will start immediately. Y'all... I'm going to say this. Y'all know I'm as pro-black as they come. Um, but I do not condone what Jesse did. What Jesse did was a boy who cried wolf situation, okay? So, just in case you do not know what the story about the boy who cried wolf it's basically a boy claiming that there was a wolf. Okay, there was a village, and they asked, and the village asked him to watch out for wolves. Okay, this was back in the day when you did not have a ring bell or you had sensor lights or cameras or stuff like that. So they had some village dude to go out and to look and see if there was wood, any wolves in the in the woods, right? Well. This jackass screamed wolf and freaked out everybody in the neighborhood. That's what Jesse just did. Okay, you have to understand, he did this, and you have to understand these whole situations involving unarmed black people being gunned down, being murdered. It's nothing to fret about. It's nothing to sit up there and joke about and play about. So Jesse's black Jewish ass. Yeah, I said black Jewish ass because he wanted to be Jewish and black at the fucking same time. You are both Jewish and black, but my nigga, you lied about being black and you have been using being black as an excuse to get your ass out of jail. No, sir. No. And one. And two, I'm guessing you use your Jewish side to kind of try to get you out of jail. And both of them was like, nah, nigga, you good. So, Jesse, just in case y'all don't remember what Jesse's black Jewish ass did, Jesse staged an attack on himself, okay? He used two Nigerian dudes, which I'm like, and the funny part is, when he was ranting this weekend, he was ranting about being Jewish, and that's why I keep bringing up him being Jewish. He was ranting about him being Jewish, which that's undermining the discrimination against Jews. There is discrimination against Jews. Don't get it twisted. So he had to bring up the fact that he was Jewish as well and tell you that he knew plenty of white people. Okay. So what happened was basically, long story short, Jesse paid two of these bodybuilder nigerian guys good looking guys uh clearly undercover to stage a racial attack and he basically said that these guys attacked him because he was gay and he was black but he forgot to put the jewish part in there because i guess they attacked him just because he was gay and black right anywho <coughs> These two Nigerian guys who, according to court documents, okay, basically said that they had taken, taken drugs, went out to eat, even had sexual encounters with Jussie before they staged this attack. They said, he said that these people threw bleach on him. Nigga, you light skin. I don't know why you're throwing bleach on you. Um... They put a noose around his neck and he was attacked by two white people wearing MAGA hats. They found out it was a stage. They found out it was fake. And Jesse has lived to tell about it. I don't get why people are saying free Jesse. I know y'all don't think what he's doing is a crime. But maybe it will be made clear more if people like the lady that was behind Emmett Till's death was arrested. 
maybe it will make more sense. Because I got to be honest with you. People need to stop lying to the police. Period. Okay? And there should be consequences for lying to the police. But it seems like those consequences are only brought to black people to from lying to the police. Okay? So I'm not going to sit up here and deny that black people always suffer the consequences for their action. But people of the world who made big make big mistakes and get people in trouble innocent people in trouble just because they had the complexion for the connection and have imprisoned black people for falsely accusing them of something have not been in prison but jesse for some reason he don't know how to be humble about this Okay. He's going about this the whole wrong way. They done put his stupid ass in a psych ward. Okay. Um, he over here talking about black power in the courtroom. Nigga, go sit your stupid privilege ass down. Okay. Where was your privilege ass at? And where were your privilege ass marching when George Floyd got choked to death? Where were you? Where were you, were you? Have you ever sat there and fought for Breonna Taylor? You selfish piece of shit. People like him undermine the real issues in the black community. And I hope, granted, fuck Black Lives Matter. Y'all ain't did shit for no goddamn body. Okay, far as I'm concerned, the founder of Black Lives Matter is being paid for the group to be called a terrorist group, far as I'm concerned, with her two houses. So even they are flaky. But when it comes to Jesse and his whole situation, he did this for attention. He did this for fame. He wanted to be a martyr. He thought he was going to do an interview with Diane Sawyer and he was going to have a moment to cry and talk about how hard it was being a black Jew kid going growing up and all that stuff. And quite frankly, I guess he thought he was going to get Academy Award winning props for this. Jesse, word of advice when you're stupid black Jewish ass, get out of jail. If you're going to play a role, play a role written and scripted by somebody else that the cameras actually catch instead of trying to create a role for yourself and trying to make sure, make it seem like you're being oppressed. We all know that being black, being homosexual, and being Jewish is not easy, okay? But just see your privilege. And you use your privilege to emotionally abuse this society into believing that you are oppressed into believing that you were attacked by two white guys when you paid two nigerian guys to do it i don't know how you're gonna pass through two nigerian dudes for white guys but god bless you god keep you um so y'all pray for jesse because he think he does not realize what he did is wrong he can't comprehend that because like the judge say he's a narcissist he only cares about himself he doesn't give a damn about nobody else he wants people to believe that he is all for the people. Okay? And he's not for nobody else but his damn self. So, for all you out there who over here saying free Jesse, you're, you're doing it at the detriment of your justice. Because understand that Jesse is in jail, he's in prison. understand that but understand that because you don't have money like jesse you don't have privilege like jesse and you don't have a lawyers like jesse you might get an even worse sentence for playing around with the justice system you have too many black people who actually go through situations like this with people threatening them people throwing bleach at them and doing a little weird stuff like that and for him to sit up there and to make fun of it it saddens me so um fuck jesse yeah, fuck him. You keep your black crazy ass in jail, my nigga.
Um, I was gonna talk about what his brother was saying, but I'm not, I don't give a fuck what his brother had to say. Y'all both delusional as hell. Another thing that happened over the weekend, I kind of forgot about this, uh, but I wanted to talk about this. I should have talked about this over the week, but I was busy trying to do this, um, do this fictional thing. Um, long story short, I'm still working on it, y'all. It's hard when you write your own story and you have to impersonate the person that you're impersonating in your head. And so it's kind of hard and it's kind of deep. Um, so I don't know if y'all remember, but there was a $20 million lawsuit against Chris Brown and Trey Songs. And they accused Chris Brown. Now, we all know with Trey's tracks cheat, it's not too far fetched that Trey Songs did what he did. But when Chris Brown was brought into the lump, that's when I started to side eye this whole situation. Well, Chris Brown, thank God for technology. Thank God for cell phones. Thank God for screen recordings. Thank God for everything. Chris Brown this weekend. Um, the lawsuit dropped against him. Okay, so this is what happened. This is balleralert.com. It says Chris Brown rape accuser dropped by lawyers after singer released text messages and voice notes. This was blogged by XOXO Simone, and it says the lawyers representing an unidentified woman who accused Chris Brown of rape and sue. Sued the singer for $20 million has withdrawn from the case. Yesterday, the With You singer released a string of racy text messages and a voice note from women in effort to refute her claims and prove their encounter was consensual. Attorney Ariel Mitchell confirmed to TMZ that the woman did not send those text messages to Brown. She also told the news outlet that she was dropping from, dropping from the case since the woman Never informed her about the messages. Now, let me talk. I got to go in on Ariel Mitchell's ass real quick. Fucking cunt. Ariel Mitchell... She thought she had gotten the golden ticket at the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory, okay? She had did an interview with already rusty-ass Tasha Case, crazy self. And she had did an interview and she said, well, I have proof that this all has happened. Um, Everybody has heard stories about this happening. Blah, 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 blah. For you to be a black woman, not only a black woman, a black woman, and to be a lawyer... You have definitely disgraced this job. And you have disgraced all female black lawyers to me. Because not only when you did the interview on Tasha K, you were going by hearsay. You also was dressed like one of the accusers. So she thought she had her little golden ticket, Willy Wonka ticket, and thought she was going to go against Chris Brown, honey. She thought she had a case, honey, and then she found out that this woman lied. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say this, and we're going to keep it moving. Karma's a bitch, and so is Ariel and the accuser. Um, Y'all are trash. You guys are trash. You trash for falsely accusing Chris Brown of something he didn't do. And for the chick that did it, you kind of ruined our chances as normal women of getting a chance with Chris Brown. So screw you, you trollop basic bitch. Okay? You ain't shit. Your mama ain't shit. Your daddy ain't shit. You ain't shit, bitch. You have so many women and so many men, even men, who have been sexually abused and assaulted by someone in power, but nobody believed their story because of people like this chick right here.
So I'm happy this was caught before the case went to court. I'm happy that Chris Brown is uh, is not seen as a villain. I'm happy that this has happened because I am so tired and I'm so over people villainizing Chris Brown. And I'm so tired of people falsely accusing people when you actually got people who are sexually abused by people in power and nobody gets to hear their voice because bitches like this ruin it for them. And yes, Shouty needs to go to jail for that. This is the same. This is the same situation as the whole Jesse situation, to where you talking about something that is serious. You're accusing somebody of committing a serious crime, and you're lying. She needs to go to jail with Jesse's delusional ass. So, yeah. Next story. I don't know why I said next story. I should just say that in my head. Um, I don't know, you guys. I want to uh, shout out to the Braxton family. Um, I know they had some tough news recently. Um, I don't know if y'all know this. Or y'all have heard this. I'm pretty sure y'all know they have been talking about it for the past two days. Tracy Braxton, unfortunately, she succumbed to um, her illness with cancer, and she passed away. I would, I woke up in shock. Um, understand that they announced it on Saturday, um, but she passed away on Friday. So I guess they wanted to have a moment. You know, um, you just don't announce to the world that somebody has passed, or if you're a private family. You want to make sure, one, you want to give it 24 hours to make sure that person actually passed. Um, And then when you realize that the person is really gone, then you announce to the world. It's the same thing with pregnancy. You don't announce your pregnancy unless you make it past four months. Um, Because the first trimester is critical con- critical situation. You know, you got to make it past the first, first trimester and to the point to where the baby heart is beating. So it's the same thing with death. You have to make sure that it's a thing and make sure it's not a rumor because y'all love spreading rumors that people have died. Okay, I already told y'all. Y'all done killed Britney Spears. Y'all done killed Razby. I thought Razby was dead. So I'm highly confused why the niggas in Atlanta right now. So, you know, you have to be careful when announcing somebody has passed away. But unfortunately, um, the Braxton family has lost Tracy Braxton to cancer. Um... This hurt my feelings. I can't imagine how devastated her family is, but this hurt my feelings. And it's very shocking news. Um, I kind of figured she was sick, but I didn't want to assume she was sick. I I don't know. Um, I don't know if y'all realize, um, there was a picture that came out with her son. I think her son got married um, not too long ago. And, and um, Tracy Braxton was in the picture. And um, I was trying to find out what was going on. And I didn't want to assume that she was sick or anything like that. But I guess she was sick. She had uh, esophagus cancer. So um, it's nice to know that she's not suffering anymore. She's in a better place. Um, my condolences are to the Braxton family, to Tracy's husband, to Tracy's sons, to Tracy's grandkids to everybody around um tracy braxton i just find it to be so sad um it's heartbreaking very heartbreaking um you just never know what can take you out of this world and life is so fragile a lot of us are stressing about little small things about first world things um when at the end of the day, we just need to relax and we just need to enjoy life and enjoy the time we have here because we're not promised tomorrow. Um, so yeah, this 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 kind of broke my heart. It hurt my feelings. I was like, damn, you know, life is so fragile. Um, y'all take care of y'all so. Take care of yourself. Um, don't stress out, don't freak out. Uh just take care of yourself and take care of the ones around you because you just never 
no. Um, so yeah. Let me see what else. Now y'all like, oh, you just changed the whole mood. That was very bipolar. Girl, I had to. <sighs> Another thing that happened this weekend was um it was announced over the weekend um that DMX's five-year-old son Exodus um he was diagnosed with stage three kidney disease. I had to pause because I'm like, honey, it's not, it's not giving what it's supposed to give one. It's just not giving what it's supposed to give. Um... We don't know how kids take losing their parents, you know? We expect kids to be so resilient and it's it's like, you know, and it's bad enough people don't ever ask people like the spouse or the fiance or the mother or the father. It's bad enough people don't ask the adults in life how they are doing. But when it's the child... You don't know how their little bodies take losing their parents. Um, my heart goes out to Exodus and Exodus' mom. Um, I pray for a safe and speedy recovery. It, it bothers me when children have illnesses and sicknesses. Um, we, we don't know why or what this means, but I just know that I hope for a speedy and safe recovery for little Exodus. This is kind of sad, you know? And like I said, you don't know how kids deal with the loss of their parents. Um, understand that this is going to be a traumatic him having kidney disease is going to be very traumatic. Um, but he was already going through a force of trauma dealing with the fact that he had lost his father. So my prayers goes out to Exodus and his mother. Um, like I said, I don't know what to say about this. It's kind of sad, but you don't know how your child is taking things in their body. Um, no child should have to see their father pass away at such a young age. I mean, it's very unfortunate. So, you know, I, I just I just hope he pulls through this. Or I know he's going to pull through this. The only thing I could do is just hope and pray that he pulls through this sickness. Um, so yeah, this that that within itself is heartbreaking to hear okay let's see what else i have um y'all dio hugley been making his rounds this <laughs> this weekend um i'm gonna read this article about what he said about the national anthem and then we're gonna go into the Kanye West thing. Girl, let me tell you something. I don't see how something could escalate so quickly in such a small amount of time. I don't get it. I genuinely don't understand or get it. But let's talk. 
So, of course, D.O. Hughley, he felt that Marvin Gaye sang the national anthem better than Whitney Houston. This article I found from the Neighborhood Talk, I mean, he's basically saying that he he liked Marvin Gaye's version of the national anthem versus Whitney Houston's. And I feel like that's comparing tomatoes and potatoes or apples to oranges, like the old saying goes. Let me tell you why. I'm going to tell you why it's like comparing apples to oranges. It's like comparing apples to oranges because I feel like I feel like and this is no disrespect to Fergie. I really feel like people misunderstood her rendition of the the um, national anthem impersonating Billie Holiday. <laughs> I felt like she was trying to get that reaction out of everybody. I felt like Whitney Houston, she she basically put the blueprint out there of how to sing the national anthem, okay? So, I can't, I don't want to compare Whitney Houston and Marvin Gaye. I love Marvin Gaye's version, and I love Whitney Houston's version. And like I said, it's like comparing apples to oranges. You cannot compare two different versions of the national anthem. But I have to give it to Marvin Gaye for being innovative and creative and adding his own spin to the national anthem. Nobody will ever do the national anthem like Marvin Gaye or Whitney Houston. But D.L. Hughley is entitled to his opinion and he's allowed to say what he wants to say. And he said what he said. He preferred Marvin Gaye over Whitney Houston. He looked like a type of guy that would prefer Marvin Gaye over Whitney Houston. <laughs> Um, Marvin Gaye's national anthem had more flavor. Either way, uh, like I said, I feel like it's comparing apples to oranges. You can't compare the two. They both did their thing. And I feel like Fergie tried to take on the national anthem and she tried to Billie Holiday it. And Billie Holiday was like, bitch, give me my style back. Y'all need to stop. That's my style. So, Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it, it's an interesting comparison to me, but you just can't, you can't compare the two. Um, so yeah, uh, while we're talking about D.O. Hughley, honey, Kanye and D.O. would got into it. So Kanye was big mad again. I don't know why he feels the need to show his ass on Sunday mornings. Um, but this is a pattern. I'm going to I ain't gonna sit up here and pretend like it's not a pattern with be bitter people. They show their asses on a certain type of day. Okay. He felt some kind of way. Um, he feels like Kim Kardashian is not letting him have the control and access to his kids. He doesn't care for Pete Davidson around his kids. And let me tell you, I'm going to say this. I agree with both D.L. Hughley and Kanye. Okay. I see both of their sides. Let me explain to you why. Okay. I feel like D.L. Hughley was telling Kanye to calm down because we all know that Kim can say that he is not uh, mentally capable of taking care of his children and so him having these outbursts in public which by the way are sending the kardashian ratings through the roof because as far as i'm concerned they say that kim kardashian is filming all of this on her reality show so this is all for clout for the kardashians new reality show but y'all fail to see the bigger picture Y'all looking at the argument and everybody's arguing on whose side you're on. I see both D.O. Hughley and uh and 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 Kanye's side. D.O. Hughley's right. What Kanye is doing is kind of weird. It's kind of stalkerish. 
um, and you know they quick to put a black man in prison for showing any form of emotions. So, Dio Higley's right. Calm down. You want nobody to do this to your daughter. Relax. Gather yourself. Group yourself. Well, we all know, once again, this is a publicity stunt, okay? As far as as concerned with Kanye West, um, there was somebody that said this. I forgot who said it. Yeah, it was Armand Wiggins. I was watching Armand Wiggins, and he was saying that the Kardashians have a bad habit of using and abusing men and then throwing them away. So Kim got what she wanted. She became the style... Uh, the style, uh, the fashionista that she wanted everybody to see her as, the socialite that she wanted to see everybody. She once she got what she wanted, she threw away Kanye West. Like when Kanye West was wearing a MAGA hat and was being pro-Trump, and he was over here and he was planning on running to be president, she threw him away when he had his emotional breakdown at Madison Square Garden. She threw him away because she had gotten what she want, which is to be a fashionista, to sit front row at freaking Fashion Week, whether it's Paris, New York, Rome, Italy, uh, France, um, Paris is in France, London, New York, or Los Angeles Fashion Week. She got her on those lists, okay? Soon as she got on the list, then she went to throw his ass away. Now she's trying to say he's not mentally competent. Honey, he was already broken when you got to him, okay? He had just, he had lost his mother. So he was already broken. Ain't like it was new to you that he was broken. You use broken ass men, because I want y'all to keep in mind, okay? Keep in mind this Pete Davidson situation. Because I'm pretty sure that Pete Davidson is not wrapped too tight neither. So when she done with Pete and she done pissing Kanye West off with Pete and making Pete somewhat big or famous, this is why Kanye West did that music video when everybody was in bed with each other because he said we all made each other famous. And Kanye West, you just sit up there and let two other people become famous off of your name because you sit up there giving them clout. Pete Davidson and Uncut, Uncut Gems Barbie. I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> But Uncle Jen's Barbie, okay? You done set up here. You done got them famous. They're now living off the fame and said it was the best week of their life. Uncle Jen's. And you. I, I just wish she would stop entertaining Kim Kardashian, okay? Stop entertaining her. Stop giving her clout unless he's in on it too. I'm not quite sure. I don't know how the entertainment industry works. I just know this. When I watched the documentary, it was pretty clear to me that Kanye was putting it out there that it's an act. So regardless if he's in on this and he's doing it to make the Kardashian family uh show do good, that's on him. But I do feel like the Kardashian used men get what they want, and then once they get what they want, they throw them away. And they either become a transgender woman, they either come out the closet and be gay, they end up in some legal situation, or they do a festival where eight people die at. So the Kardashian will always epically fail the men in their life. That's just point blank, period. But I don't know if Kanye is in on this or not. I'm not quite sure if he's in on this or not. So it is what it is. Um, but Kanye, stop making Pete Davidson famous. His face stinks. Okay, stinky face, face stink, okay? And Kim Kardashian is dealing with another broken man. Let's see how this goes. Because keep in mind, Pete Davidson was with Ariana Grande. And that messed with his psyche. So, I agree with both men. I feel like Kanye do need to leave the situation alone. He needs to calm down. He needs to regroup. But I, in the same sense, I feel like it's a publicity stunt. So it is what it is.
It is what it is. Is there anything else I want to talk about? Another thing that happened this weekend, for some reason, there was just sad news this whole weekend. Uh, but I'm going to say this before I talk about this real quick. People more young wearing a B2K shirt. That's all I got to say. So, also that happened this weekend. Um, former president, number 44, President Obama, um, tested positive for COVID. He tweeted, I just tested positive for COVID. I had a scratchy throat for a couple days, but I am feeling fine otherwise. Michelle and I are grateful to be vaccinated and boosted, and she has tested negative. It's a good reminder that even as cases go down, you should get vaccinated and boosted if you haven't already to help prevent more serious symptoms give and giving COVID to others. Um. So, yeah, you know what, Obama? Uh, President Obama, sir. Mr. President, sir. Uh, yeah. You see, now you just messed it up. I was about to go get vaccinated and then y'all promoted. I tell you, every time I see an ad to promote vaccination, I'm not doing it. Y'all had slow down and I wasn't getting no vaccination ads and nobody said anything. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to sneak on to a little clinic and get, you know, get a couple of shots and get the booster, keep it moving. Then you did this, President Obama. I hope you have a safe and speedy recover. Number 45. Um, it's weird how President Obama and uh, Queen Elizabeth both have COVID. Is it a coincidence or what? So, yeah. Uh, shout out to President Obama. This is another story. I saw it on the Lovely Tea first, but I didn't catch it on the Lovely Tea. Yeah, this is going to be... It's a lot of stuff that happened over the weekend that I got to go over. Um, but I'm I'm going to tell you what I get from what he was saying. Um, so Will Smith did an interview with Gail King. And he basically... Amazon is backing up in my front of my house. Oh, he did a good job backing up too. Go ahead with the driving. Um, Will Smith did an interview with Gail King. Um, so I found this article and it's on site. And Will Smith speaks with Gail King regarding his marriages with Jada, and he said there was never, there's never has been infidelity in his marriage. Period. So, in other words, he was totally fine with the cheating. Um, and in other words, he's telling you that low key, he just admitted to that him and his wife are swingers. I arrest my case. Case closed. The thirty plus year conspiracy theory is over. <laughs> He said there's no infidelity. So, in other words, the um, affair with August Alcina was Will Smith approved. So, y'all thinking that Will Smith was in his feelings? He wasn't. Maybe Jada uh, was feeling herself a little bit too much, but it was approved. Okay? Now, poor August. Poor August. <sighs> poor August. Okay, I don't know why these succubus just sit up there and just suck the life out of these young guys. You know, August Alcina, you know, he has a lot of emotional trauma. So I don't think it was the best idea to have an affair with August Alcina. But it was Will Smith approved. Okay, next story, y'all know about the Russo-Ukrainian war. Um, so I found this on a lovely T, um, Instagram account and it says Russian official elect new mayor for Melitopol after kidnapping Ivan Fedorov. So 
says Russian is abducting the mayors of major Ukrainian cities in bid to tighten its grip on the south of, of the country with the Ukrainian officials announcing a second kidnapping on Sunday. Y'all getting gutter. Um, it says olders. No, it says soldiers. Okay. Sorry. So soldiers arrested Ukrainian mayor. Yevhen Madvyevy. Head of the city of. You know I'm not going to pronounce it. And the, you know I'm not going to do this. According to the foreign minister, Dimitro Kaliba. I hate when I do articles and I don't know how to say names because it's like I'm not this ignorant and I'm not this uncultured. Sorry. I call on all states and international organizations to stop Russian terror against Ukraine and democracy, he said on Sunday. Vladimir Putin occupiers have also installed a new mayor of Melitopol after kidnapping the first mayor earlier in the week. Galina Danilchenko Danilchenko A former member of the city council was announced as the new mayor on a local TV on Saturday, according to the Zaporizhia Regional Administration website. It's getting real over there. It's getting really real. Um, yeah. So, I'm going to talk about other stuff on another platform somewhere else. Uh, But if I don't talk about it on here, I will definitely talk about it. um, I will definitely repost it on my Instagram account. Y'all know what my Instagram account is. It's Lady underscore Tiffany Ma. And I am on Twitter now, you guys. I've always been on Twitter. I just had to reactivate my account. Um, my Twitter account is, let's see, let it warm up a little bit. My Twitter account is at TiffAwkward32. That's T-I-P-H-A-U-W-K-A-U-W-K-W-A-R-D-32. So go check me out. Check me out. Uh, with that being said, um, that will conclude the end of the stories that happened over the weekend. And like I said, I'll probably be talking about some of this on another platform. Um, I'll probably do a live talking about some of the other stuff that's happening on the platform. Um, I also will be talking. Um, I'll also be doing my other podcast on U42, um, which is Lady Tiffany's Epiphanies. But I might change that again. I'm always changing the name of something because I always think of something that's way cooler. So it is what it is. But uh, yeah. So before we get into talking about the number 13 and superstitions surrounding number 13, we are going to take a break. We're going to get words from our speakers. And then we'll be back and we'll be talking about the superstitions surrounding the number 13. I have two articles pertaining to the number 13 because I thought this was very interesting. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's very interesting. Um, let's say interesting. Interesting um, because it, it's crazy to me. Like, I always thought, I was trying to figure out growing up, we always had a thing with numbers. Um, my, I already told y'all this. I kind of already explained to you that I'm trying to get into numerology and noticing the repetition of certain numbers. Um, recently, I have been getting a lot of one, two, three, fours. And a word on streeties, they one, two, three, four means all your dreams are going to come true. And I'm a firm believer that all my dreams are going to come true this year. Um, that's including me going to go see Usher for my birthday. I'm going to be West Coasting. Oh, so yeah. And y'all might, you know, there's a lot of dreams that might come true this year. So 
but there's almost also stigma surrounding certain numbers um and we're gonna talk about one of them well a few of them this week uh because today we're talking about 13 but tomorrow we're gonna be talking about the triple sixes mm-hmm. and the mark of the beast um we're going to be talking about today the number 13 and the fear of the number 13 i never understood the fear of the number 13 never understood that um so i want you guys to sit back and relax and i'm um it's still a little cool here elena so i say get like a lukewarm tea or you can just get you a nice warm coffee um room temperature or you can have hot coffee it all depends on you it's your coffee hell i don't tell you what to do with your damn damn drink uh get you something to drink get you some snacks get you some chips get you some dip get you some hummus get you some pita bread today we're going to be talking about the fear of a number 13 i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast I hope I am enjoying doing the research on it. Um, so, yeah. This article I found is from VeryWellMind.com. And it says, Triskaidekaphobia. Before I read this article, let's figure out how to say that. It basically means that Fear of the number 13. Let's see. Triskaidekaphobia. Triskaidekaphobia. There. Triskaidekaphobia. That's what the fear of the number 13 is. It says Triskaidekaphobia, fear of the number 13. The article was written by Lisa Fritschker. And it was updated on November 20th, 2020. It says Triskaidekaphobia, a fear of the number 13 does not fit neatly into a clinically definition of a specific phobia. The number 13 is not an object or a situation. It can be impossible for the sufferer to avoid. Moreover, in order for a phobia to be diagnosed, it must significantly significantly impact the sufferer's life. Most people with triskaidekaphobia find that their fear only arises in certain situations and does not significantly impair their lives. But could this phobia just be linked to their superstition? I'm sorry, right now me and my tablet are beefing. Experts have long debated the scientific validity of triskaidekaphobia. Some feel that it should be classified as a superstition or even taken as a sign of magical thinking, which is in conjunction with other which in conjunction with other symptoms could point to a delusion disorder. A delusional disorder. We're gonna talk about its urgence, okay? Regardless of its scientific classification, triskaidekaphobia is an old age pervasive fear. It is commonly linked to the early Christians as the number 13 appears in certain biblical traditions. For example, there were 13 people present at the Last Supper, Jesus and his 12 disciples. Some say that that betrayer Judas was the 13th to join the table. This may be the origin of the superstition that's that states that when 13 die, one will die within a year. Let's pause for a minute. J.K. Rowling didn't let y'all know that that was based off of a biblical story. Because y'all remember Miss Trelawney over there? Professor Trelawney? Y'all remember when Trelawney told them that the 13th person that sit at the table will die? Guess who the 13th person that said the table was? Dumbledore. So you took that one right in the Bible, uh, J.K. Rowling. 
let's continue. What else? It says, however, the number 13 is also presented positively in the Bible. For example, the book of Exodus speak of 13 attributes of God. And so this associate is unfounded despite the persistent correlation being made. Additional evidence for the phobia can be found in some pre-Christian traditions. For example, in Viking mythology, Loki is believed to be the 13th god. Ooh. He is also said to have intruded on the Beckett of Valhalla, to which 12 gods were invited. The god Baldur was soon killed accidentally by his brother using a spear given to him by Loki. The oldest known reference to the fear of the number 13 can be found in the Mesopotamian Code of Hope. I didn't prepare my tongue for this. Blah, blah, blah. Mesopotamian Code of Hammurabi, a Babylonian code of law that dates on the approximately 1760 BC. The laws are numbered, but number 13 is omitted along with the number 66 through 99. Therefore, it is possible that the trichodecophobia tri- was widespread even among the ancient people. Modern day culture. Today, triskodecophobia is widely accepted among Western culture. Most Western hotels omitted the 13th floor. Many airlines omit the 13th row and seating. Even some cities and towns skip over 13th Street. Friday the 13th is considered a particularly unlucky day, and there has been a movie franchise that has profiled from the superstition surrounding it. Fear of Friday the 13th is known as Paras. The origins of this fear are unknown, but may be connected to the arrest of the Knights Templar on Friday, October 13th, 1307. Mm. Many cultures have traditions of unlucky numbers other than 13. These beliefs, like our fear of 13, are typically rooted in ancient events that were somehow connected with the number in question. Regardless of its scientific classification, triskodecophobia is a very real fear for many people and folklore legends to others. It appeared to be an ancient and widespread phobia whose origin may have may never be fully understood. So this is the first article dealing with triskodecophobia. Triskodecophobia. One day we're going to talk about the Knights Templar. Today's not the day, but we're going to talk about the Knights Templar because I got a whole rest of the calendar I need to do anyway, dealing with what's going on in the world. Because, y'all, the fear of something is because something bad happened on that day. Okay? So that concludes the article. My second one is about Friday the 13th and its origins. We're going to talk about this. Um, this is from the history.com, which is basically, you know, the website that contributes with the history channel. Um, so it says, was it was updated August the 10th, 2021. It says Friday the 13th, long considered a harbinger of bad luck. Friday the 13th has inspired a late 19th century secret society, an early 20th century novel, and a horror film franchise, not one but two unwieldy turns. I'm not going to say those words. That describe the fear of this supposedly unlucky day. The fear of 13. Just like walking under a ladder, crossing paths with a black cat, and breaking a mirror, many people hold fast to the belief that Friday the 13th brings bad luck. Though it's uncertain exactly when its particular tradition began, if I'm having to guess, it had to do with the uh, ending of the Knights Templar. Okay. Yeah. Negative superstition has swirled around the number 13 for centuries. While Western culture has historically associated the number 12, with completeness, there are 12 days of Christmas, 12 months of the zo- 12 months and 12 zodiac signs, 12 labors of Hercules, and 12 gods of Olympus, and 12 tribes of Ju- Judah, I mean Israel, and just to name a few. 
Which is funny because they tried to add a 13th lane. And everybody was like, nah, we ain't dealing with her. Um, it's success that 13 has long history as a sign of bad luck. The ancient code of Hammurabi, for example, reportedly omitted a 13th law for its list of legal rules. Though this was probably a clerical era, superstitious people sometimes point to this as a proof of 13's long-standing negative association. Now, I feel like we already went over part of this. It says, why Friday the 13th is unlucky? Um, I feel like we went over some of this stuff. So, we already went over the fact that, you know, Jesus was the 13th person at the Last Supper. Um, or that uh, Judas, who betrayed him, was the last person. He was the 13th person that was at the Last Supper. And it says, um, was it the scene arrangement at the Last Supper is to believe to have given rise to a longstanding Christian superstition that having 13 guests at the table was a bad omen. Specifically, that it was occurring, that it was courting death. So, basically, it's a bad omen to have a dinner with only 13 people there. Um, granted, I don't really care for odd number of guests. Uh, but specifically having 13 people at a dinner is seen as a bad omen. So, yeah. Did anybody tell Dumbledore that or no? It says, though Friday's negative association are weaker, some have suggested they also have rooted in Christian tradition, just as Jesus was crucified on a Friday. That's why I call Friday Good Friday. Friday was also said to be the day Eve gave Adam the faithful apple from the tree of knowledge, as well as the day Cain killed his brother Abel. Yeah, huh? See? Very interesting. And it's crazy because Friday is everybody's favorite day of the week. Because it's the day everybody get off work. So it's the 13th Club. In the late 19th century, a New Yorker named Captain Williams Fowler sought to remove the enduring stigma surrounding the number 13, and particularly their unwritten rule about not having... 13 guests at a dinner table by founding an exclusive society called the 13 Club. The group dined regularly on the 13th day of the month in room 13 of Knickerbocker Cottage, a popular waterhole faller found from 1863 to 1883. Before sitting down for a court 13 course dinner, remember what passed beneath the ladder and a banner reading Morituri te salutamus Latin for those of us who are about to die, salute you. Girl, four former presidents of the four former U.S. presidents, Chester A. Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin Harrison, and Theodore Roosevelt, would join the 13 clubs rank at one time or another. Mm. So let's talk about Friday the 13th in pop culture. An important milestone in history of Friday the 13th legend, and particularly not just the number 13, occurred in 1907 with the publication of the novel Friday the 13th, written by Thomas William Lawson. The book told the story of a New York stockbroker who played on superstition about the date to create chaos on Wall Street and make a killing on market. Kind of like people use Christmas, because we all know Jesus was not born on December 25th. The horror movie Friday the 13th, released in 1980, introduced the world to a hockey mask-wearing killer named Jason and is perhaps the best-known example of the famous superstition in pop culture history. The movie spawned multiple sequels as well as the comic book novella, video games, related merchandise, and countless terrifying Halloween costumes. What bad things happen on Friday the 13th, okay? Y'all remember what we brought up, right? It said on Friday, October 13, 1307, the officers of King Philip IV of France arrested hundreds of Knight Templars, a powerful religious and military order formed in the 12th century for the defense of the Holy Land. Imprisoned on charges of various illegal behavior, but because the Knight King wanted access to their financial resources, many Templars were late, later executed some cite the link with the templars as the origin or the friday the 13th superstition but like many legends involving the templars on their history the truth remains murky 
And more recent, a number of traumatic events have occurred on Friday the 13th, including the German bombing of Buckingham Palace, September 1940. So I'm guessing that was like, what, September 13th, 1940? The murder of Kitty Genovese in Queens, New York, that's March 1964, a cyclone that killed more than 300,000 people in Bangladesh, November 1970. The disappearance of the Chilean Air Force plane in the Andes, October 1972. The death of rapper Tupac Shakur. I get 9-13 all the time. September 1996, and the crash of the coastal Concordian Costa Concordia cruise ship of Italy off the Italy coast, off the coast of Italy, which killed 30 people, January 2020, 2012. That concludes the article for today. Um, I don't know why everything is a tongue twister, which is why I'm having a hard time doing my podcast, dealing with the island and stuff like that. But it's neither here nor there with me. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast about the lucky number 13. Um, I enjoy doing research on it. Um, we would definitely be hopping right back to the Knights Templar. Because there's a very inter- interesting history dealing with them. Um, with that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Tomorrow, we'll be talking about the mark of the beast and what people are saying about the vaccine. So, with that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is Lady Tiffany Mott, and this is These Walls of Thin. What you do in the dark will come to light. Why are you scared of the thir- of the number 13 at night? Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I am so outie. And speaking of number 13, I dealt with somebody who birthdays on the 13th. It has not been lucky. With that being said, I'm out.